Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Positive Deposit Podcast, where we transform minds and change lives. I'm your host, Presley Nelson Jr., two-time cancer survivor, and I got a special guest for y'all, man, uh, Dr. Chester Charles, man. Welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you for having me. Thank you for uh, taking time out your schedule to you know, put me in, and I appreciate that. Of course, man. I see you've been working. I see you in the scrub, so... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So tell us about yourself, man. Just give a brief, brief bio or, you know, brief introduction, and then we'll jump right into the conversation. So I've been an audiologist for the past 10 years. I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, right. I'm a graduate of, uh, you know, everyone does these nowadays, but uh, the Shaw University. <laughs> Every HBCU is like the or the Howard University. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to, what is that, North Carolina? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. All right. Well, um, you know, usually I have survivors. We've even had caregivers on the show. Um, but we've had specialists, too. And so I know um, with your specialty and what you practice, man, is you have interacted with cancer in certain ways. And even your little brother, you know, he was probably in our first season, one of uh, the, the the first to be on the show. So I know you watched it and it was like, yo, this is what you're doing is dope. And, and, and this is how we connected. So um, let's jump right into it. When was the first time you were exposed or you interacted with cancer? So that'd probably be actually uh, back in the late nineties. My grandmother was diagnosed with cancer. I believe if I'm not mistaken. I want to say it was lung cancer first, but I could be, it could be speaking incorrectly. But I do know that she also had she also had um, breast cancer as well. Oh wow! Lung she, and breast. So, wow, that's she's yeah, a warrior. She survived lung cancer first, and then breast cancer, and then had the mastectomy, uh, and then after that, uh, I think it returned, and then it ended up being like brain cancer and then something else before she ultimately passed away. Wow, wow, wow. Let's see, she, she passed away in 2000. That's how I remember. She passed away in 2000. Uh-huh. High school at the time. Uh, my grandfather got diagnosed three years later with colon cancer. And then my little brother got diagnosed five years after that when we were getting ready to celebrate remission. He got diagnosed with leukemia. Yeah. So that was the first introduction to cancer personally in, uh, in my family. So I'm just like, wait a minute, hold up. You're almost like, am I next? We're not going to claim that, but, you know. Nah, it's, it's always something when you kind of, that extra impetus to get yourself kind of checked out, you know, make sure, wait, I think everything is on the up and up. Is everything on, on the up and up yeah. with me? I mean, it's always something I'm, that I'm uh, cognizant or aware of. Even when I go to the doctor today, I'm trying to convince uh, my general practitioner to see if I can, I can do my colon cancer screenings early. Because my grandfather was in his, uh, I think, 60s. No, 70s. When, yeah. when, so I'm like, he's in his 70s. She's like, well, when did it happen? In his 70s. I'm like, ma'am, you see what's going on with Chaz with, uh, Chadwick Boseman? Chadwick, rest in peace. With uh, quite a few other individuals. I'm like, I'm not trying to wait to, for y'all to give a stamp of approval after I'm 40 if I might not make it to 40. And, yeah. and I'm always talking to the stuff like that, so I'm always trying to do a better job of uh, of eating but but you know when you when you have kids and you're on, on the go you know you don't always do a good job of that but yeah 
uh, you, you definitely talked about like your family history. And I'm glad that you yourself were like, hey, maybe I need to get checked out because it, it sometimes run in the family. Like my family, I just found out that my great grandfather, yeah, great grandfather had lung cancer, which I never knew about. Right. And then on my dad's side, there's been various types of cancers. And so not leukemia. I mean, excuse me, lymphoma, but, you know, it, we got to make sure we get checked out. So how was that um, being a bigger brother and experiencing what your younger brother went through? Well, I mean, any real big brother, and I do say real big brother, because, you know, just because you're older doesn't necessarily mean you're the, you're the big brother. <laughs> Go ahead and put that out there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Any real big brother, to me, is kind of like, because it's eight years between uh, Craig and myself. So it's kind of like I'm a big brother slash mentor. He says like a mentor, big brother slash father. But I told him, I said, mm-hmm. real big brother, you know, you, you step and stand in the gap. Yeah. So the way I look at it, like, man, my hand, my hands are tied because I can't physically do anything about it. I can't, right. I can't say, hey, look, Craig, uh, you know, you have cancer. We're, we're gonna, obviously, we're all going to get through this together. And we did. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you wish, I know quite a few times, I didn't, I didn't tell him this, but I'm pretty sure he knows it now, that I wish that I could trade places with him because you got to understand, he was 15 in the middle of high school. I already completed high school, college, and was in my second year of graduate school. Exactly, yeah. When that happened. So I'm just like, dang, I had a chance to do all this. You barely over here scratching the surface. Like, you yeah. So, shout out to St. Jude and... Uh, the Howard University Hospital for uh, the yeah, <laughs> the Howard University Hospital. I give hey, I, I give credit all the way around. I see, I see. No, I mean it. His his journey and his his story was amazing. You know, um, and special shout out to St. Jude's because they um, not only made it possible for him, but even Howard University. You know, while studying, I can only imagine at, at the age that he was to deal with that. Plus, you know go to the Mecca was, was quite, uh, some, some peaks and valleys, but, um, so, so, and shout out to you for being that big brother that they, that, you know, they can call a mentor, even a father figure, you know, and, um, in that space. So you, um, you're in the hospital, you know, and I know that you, um, with the ears, there's certain things that, you know, can come up with, with your, uh, expertise, and cancer. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, ironically, uh, since the last time we spoke, I had the opportunity to uh, complete my CEUs for uh, to get my license renewed. So I, um, I think it's like a three credit uh, CEU course, and it's not I, it's not just cancer. Oh, I, I, how about that? I was like, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. We sitting there talking about cancer, but I did a CEU. I can't remember the exact name of it, but this guy was also talking about the hearing loss, hearing issues with uh, diseases, well, things like diabetes. Wow. You know, diabetes is one. I think he was also talking about, like, um, cancers is another one. But any type of, like, uh, you know, blood disorders, things of that nature, He, he strokes, Alzheimer's disease. He, this wow. guy. He ran a whole list of things you would not think that would be correlated. And uh-huh. I'm looking at the presentation, and I'm sitting there like, man, I didn't, I didn't really think about this. But anytime the blood flow is compromised, it has to take the 
has to take it from somewhere. Yeah. Like, for example, I mean, we just go, go ahead and get all the way candid on this one. Um, the people who take those uh, enhancement uh, pills, yeah. you know, one of the side effects is de- decreased hearing. And wow. I saw, I saw a, a patient, I remember very vividly, about eight years ago. And so we come in for what we think is like a routine checkup. And needless to say, he was like, oh, I can't, I can't hear as well as I did on, uh, on Monday. So we, we pride, you know, asking questions, trying to figure out, okay, you know, did you get exposed to the gunshots? Because I'm, I'm from Louisiana, you know, they, they real reckless out there with, uh, with yeah. noise in terms of like gunshots and, th- and noise exposure and things of that nature. So come to find out, we find out he took one of those blue pills. Right. And we do a test at a decrease in hearing. So we got to explain to him, do your little happy time or time of enjoyment that blood flow was taken from. Wow. I'm just like, so it's, it's constant reintroduction and yeah. like finding out new information in terms of, uh, you know, how hearing is affected. And of course, in cancer, it's the, some of the medicines that people are taking, the, particularly like a general myosin, cisplatin, um, carbon, platinum, all, all of the platinum drugs have been known to affect uh, hearing and or balance. Uh, so let me ask you, what, what, why do people take those type of, uh, those type of medicines or prescriptions? What? Well, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. When, you, when you're weighing the option of a little bit more life versus uh, taking away or reducing the amount of hearing that I have, yeah. anybody in their right mind would be like, hey, yeah, let me, let me get more life. Cause, yeah, more life, yeah. That's what they would want, and I, I don't blame them. I'll probably choose the same thing. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know, knowing what I knowing what I know, you know, you just have to understand and be aware of like uh, the potential side effects. So everything we do, for the most part, has potential side effects. And so, you know, it's it's uh, even to the point where if you take something, you have to be so in tune with your body. That's that's the purpose I believe that they've given us. The labels, you know, on the side of the uh, on the medicine itself, but also when you get a prescription on the outside of the bag to let you know, hey, if you see a decrease in this or a change in this, you know, call your provider, let them know, call such and such, let them know. But I mean, I, that's I think that's the first step to be honest is you know, be in tune with yourself and understand what's going on, you know, before you take some of these medicines so you can accurately report that information to your doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing about that because, I mean, you'll be surprised. We don't know what we put in our body that affects other parts of the body, especially our hearing, right? Um, now, I know once you were, you know, going through, you know, med school and things of that nature, you know, there there was a point in time where the, your knowledge and the equity that you had was helpful to, like, your mother and things of that nature, Talk to us a little bit about that, how, how that was so impactful that you could have the equity and be able to, you know, give that knowledge to your family, which sometimes some of these doctors don't give us that equity in, in these, uh, these meetings that we sit down with them and they give us these uh, ways of living after they diagnose us. So I'm going to go ahead and put a quick plug, if you don't mind. So not technically med school, but the School of Allied Health Sciences, which is in the same building at Texas Tech as the medical school students. Okay. They're, they're fortunate enough to have their own. Shout out to Texas Tech. 
Yes, and I'll text the tech, but uh, Howard, please come through so I can uh, fulfill my dream of going into med school. Appreciate it. Okay, that. okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyone who knows me, Howard is my number one choice. I would love to be there just for knowledge and prestige and that HBCU experience. So now, now that we got that out the way, what happened was I took a pharmacology class uh, right around the time that my little brother got diagnosed. And so I'm sitting there thinking, you know, we're talking about the the different type of medicines that, you know, patients take, not only when they have cancer, but, you know, some other medicines. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, hmm, I wonder, I'm calling my mom and saying, you know, what's some correct protocol for uh, for this week? She's like, oh, we got to mm. Yes, and I'm just sitting there thinking like, because the good thing about St. Jude is that they have a regimented protocol yeah. that, that, that they actually space out for the time of treatment. So I'm saying, oh, wow. oh he's, taking, he's taking this. Okay, well, let's look at that. Let's see. Uh, let's pull it up and let's see what kind of potential side effects that, that they may have with this. So I'm just talking to her. I'm sitting there talking about some of these medicines. I was like, so when does Craig come home? She's like, Craig coming home X, Y, Z. And so I think at that time, I'd already uh, done all my coursework at Texas Tech, and I had actually moved back home to complete my uh, remaining training. Yeah. Yeah, let me, uh, Craig, why don't you know what you're doing my lunch break, and let's, uh, let's see what's going on with you here. So... I basically tested test this hearing because some of these medicines will people understand they not only affect your hearing, but some of them are also irreversible. Wow. So I think one of the ones that he was, was taking, if it, if it potentially damages his hearing, I think his was one of the ones that was reversible, but quite okay. irreversible. Wow. So we, it, that's a game changer. That's a game changer. The the type of medicines that we are taking, we don't even know. Even though it's supposed to help us, you know, it also those side effects, and and they might not even be able to detect them, right? They're like they might not even put the pieces together. But it, that's a blessing that you you know were able to have the database to be able to say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. let me just check. Even though I'm not an oncologist these medicines have certain side effects and be able to give that information is monumental. monumental. Yeah. We don't get that opportunity in the doctor's office. Uh, you know, to be, every presentation, everything I've actually, everything I've done, even my patients uh, today, last week, if I find out you have this, you have that, even with the ones that have already come in diagnosed with cancer, I'm like, okay, well, have you been taking chemo and radiation? Did you get, did you get a test before you uh, underwent the treatment or before you started treatment? Yeah. Did you get one after treatment? And I'm just like, they're like, no, I didn't really think about it. I'm like, um, why not? Because I was thinking, right, well, good, right, because I because I was thinking about living. Okay, good point. Uh, if you get ready to undergo it, you might want you might want to get treatment just to have a baseline. Yeah, I mean, because people believe it or not, all people really want to do on a very basic level is communicate, right? Exactly. But it's a lot easier to tell you tell your wife or your spouse. Uh, hey, you know what? Since I've been undergoing this treatment, I can't hear you as well. I'm having trouble understanding what you're saying. You know, right, right. Quite a few things, and and that kind of that kind of smooth smooth over the frustration a little bit. Wow. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a a, a peacekeeper over here. I'm not. I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Happy wife, happy life. You know what I mean? So I, I see you. I see you. Um. Going through, or not even going through, experiencing your mother, you know, um, your family, especially your brother who you're close with, 
what has cancer taught you um, by being exposed to this? Like, what is it, what was it, what's it, you know, bring different perspectives? What kind of perspectives does it bring to you um, now that you've been, you witnessed this, you know, plenty of times, but, it, you right, know. Yeah. I mean, it just makes me personally think, I know people think this, this next sentence is going to be really cliche, but at the end of the day, you know, don't take, any moment for granted. And when I, I say that because in my brother's case, he just bouncing around playing, you know, playing playing with some cousins, you know, just just playing, just doing what doing what we do. You know, whether you're playing basketball at the park or you playing soccer uh, you know, at, at one of the practice fields or you playing football across the street, whatever it is that you're doing, you just doing a normal everyday activity. And you come to find out I have cancer. And they're thinking like, man, where, where did this come from? Same thing. I remember walking in on my grandparents discussing uh, my grandfather before he uh, had his uh, the colon mass removed from his colon. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, you think?" Um, I remember her asking the doctor, "You think uh, something could have been done about this uh, last year?" And he's like, "Well, no, because now now we're here." So I said that to say, take every moment that you can enjoy and embrace it and understand if something like cancer happens to show up yeah you just you just essentially try to deal with that the, the best way that you can and Absolutely. That, that that's the way i look at it i mean even my father-in-law was was diagnosed with cancer he had a mouth cancer and so oh. you know and I'm, I'm telling him now okay yeah the cancer is gone but you know constantly get yourself checked, checked up. up yeah he's stay also, on top uh, of it he's also diabetic so again, wow when I find out these things of uh, diabetes, hearing loss, things of that nature, I'm always kind of like, hey, look, you know, you might want to slide in, uh, you know, your neighborhood, Sam's, Costco, uh, yeah. Audible, Miracle Ear, wherever you go to get one of these hearing tests and, you know, see where you stand, see where you are. Absolutely. That's that's powerful, man. Um, what should, so if, if folks are getting diagnosed or, you know, with cancer and, um, they're in the doctor's office. What are what do you think are some things or questions or you know how should people approach doctors so they can tell them the things that they need to know? Because a lot of times we don't as a as a community as a people black and brown community we don't ask questions. We just go in, they give us the news, we take the prescription, we stand in line, take the medicine, and keep it moving. But how should we approach doctor visits differently? You got to understand the standpoint of uh, the biggest advocate for your health is, is you. Mm. You're actually the one entrusting the doctor or that medical provider to navigate to you on this journey of what, whatever it is. So even even down to my kids, I remember me and a doctor, uh, we had an exchange of words. So okay. I actually had to uh, take it to church. Okay. So, uh, my son, one of my sons. I like how you put that. We had exchange of words. Yeah, I, I, I had to take it to church. She didn't know her, she didn't know her vocabulary. So basically, hey, I'm just, I would just put it out there. So okay. my son wasn't feeling good. I think he had a virus or, or something uh, to that extent. You know, he's throwing up, can't keep eating something as simple as like Gatorade down. So we go at this time uh, to the urgent care because it's relatively pretty quick. And uh, we know here in, here in Houston, Traffic is ridiculous. We're just trying to get in. Shout out to H-Town. Right. We try to get in, get in, get out, and, you know, get back home and, you know, get them taken care of. So 
Uh, we call back, go to the room, and I, uh, she's like, oh, describe how he's feeling. I was like, uh, well, you know, you know, I don't know how much he ate at school today, but since we picked him up, he's feeling very lethargic, you know. Oh, wow. Awesome. And she's like, uh, lethargic? Uh, don't don't use that. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. She's like, when I think about that, I think about, like, dad. I'm just like, okay. So we roll back out. She gives us uh, the necessary information that we need to take home as parents. Yeah. So <clears throat> I would like to turn right back around. I was like, oh, let me pull up the definition for you because lethargic also means decreased movement. You know, I, I, I'm because mm. basically you don't want, you don't go in giving that provider or that person all the power. Exchange mm. of your symptoms or ailments or disease or condition or disorder that you're entrusting that person to to treat or navigate you know you to, to feeling 100 percent yeah you also have to understand like wait what role do i play in this and mm. is to is to be your own advocate wow dr charles you you you're dropping some gems right there man you're dropping some gems right there I like that, man. And I, I'm glad you said that because uh, I'll share um, and you might have heard, you know, might have heard this in my in my journey when I shared it is like um, I had to ask questions. I had to I had to know and be up to date with my diagnosis, with my oncologist when I went to that other doctor, you know, for the second opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, we got to do all these tests. And I was like, well, what test are you doing? Right. And he told me, well, I'm doing this test and uh, we'll do another CT. And I was like, well, I just got some recently. And why can't you just use those? And he was stuck. He was like, the nurse looked at him like, well, what are you going to say? You know, and it's, <laughs> it's, 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 that, it's those moments is where when you invest in yourself and you're taking your diagnosis and you're studying it, you're knowing it, and you're able to articulate it's so it's, it's, it's groundbreaking because they're not expecting us, especially us, you know, to speak up. They're just expect they're so used to people just being in there and having that mindset, not positive about it because of the diagnosis and just taking what they're giving them. And so I, I save myself from not only an extra bill for no reason, but also too like I'm staying on top of this. I know that if I got radiation, I was going to have heart damage. But you're telling me you're trying to pressure me to no, you need it. I saved myself from heart heart damage if I would have got radiation based upon my diagnosis. And so for those that are listening, you are in charge of your destiny when it comes to that office. Ask questions and ask questions and ask questions because if you don't ask questions, you won't understand what's going on. Because things are changing. Technology and science is always changing. So I'm glad you said that, man. It's up to us. It's not up to the doctor. It's up to us. And so that's that's very profound. I'm glad you brought that to life. And so um, I guess now, do you volunteer, you know, services? You know, what do you do outside um, in the community? Do you volunteer some of your services or, you know, give back to the community um, in any shape or form fashion? If so, what what is that? Tell us about what, what you do outside of the Outside of the scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you probably, I just go, because I've been doing this off and on essentially for like the past 10 years. Okay. So basically the first, every event that I did was with uh, the hip hop doc, Dr. Ronnie Whitfield. Oh, uh, wow. 
Okay. Brother to brother event at uh, at my church in Baton Rouge. Nice. He was there. There was a guy who who's a, a scientist at um I want to say the Pennington Biomedical Center. He okay. Was there, uh, and I happened to just like slide on in, you know. Okay. At a, <laughs> a couple days before, and uh, you know, again, I was explaining to several of the older men who were diagnosed with diabetes. He was explaining them, telling them how they need to eat right. You know, don't go get this and get that, and then wonder why your sugar levels are on two thousand. And you know, wow. He was just—it's kind of basically hidden from all all areas. So that was the first event that I did. That was actually an article that was published uh, with LSU regarding that event. Okay. Uh, also, for two years, I, I worked with um, the uh, uh, what's the name of the organization? It's an organization that helps—I can't remember it right now—but for two years, I did it with the kids who have uh, issues such as like um, Down syndrome. And, and other disabilities and things okay. like that. I did that for two years uh, while I was there in Louisiana as well. I did a couple uh, church events while I was in Louisiana, just kind of getting getting the, the word yeah. out there. Yeah. Go ahead and get your hearing tested. I don't care how good you think you sound in the choir, <laughs> but, uh, you know, health, health should be above anything. Yeah. After, after you have the salvation secure, health needs to be like, like right there. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if not, you're gonna you're gonna get yourself an early exit. Yeah. I was to a lady today, one of the Tulsa's of virus. She's 107. I, 107. Yeah, wow. 107. She's 107. I was like, yeah, 107. She's you know, the Bible say three score and ten. She over here just like superseding. Now. I was like, right, right. I've met somebody that's 101 before, man, and it and they had the liveliness. It's because of the positivity right. that they continue ex- to exude into life, right? So she gave me a hope. I was like, if you can be 101 and you can be this live, right? I definitely have something to look forward to. So uh, shout out to those that are over that century, but you know, still are young. It's definitely still are young. Um, so this this question just popped up, and I was just like, so what has it been like? Uh, post treatment with like your family, like your mom and your brother. How how have you been since then? You know, um, being a very big support system to them while they were you know going through uh, what they were going through to now. You know, like seeing them and how they're doing. Well, I look at it like this. My mom always likes to say, I always like to say that all of her kids have you know have stories. Yeah. So, uh, of course, she starts with me because I'm the oldest. Okay. So, it was like, you just wouldn't wait. You just wouldn't wait. So I was born uh, right around like 26, 27 weeks. Okay. Like oh, preemie. Yeah, like a pound and nine ounces. So wow. she's coming and she's like, you know, you just wouldn't wait. Supposed to be due sometime in August. You just come and bust open the seams in, in May. I was like, well, I, it wasn't designed for me to wait. So, <laughs> so I, I tell her, I say, look, man, um, you know, everyone has their story. Each one of Each one of her children has a story of right uh, they've actually you know overcome so i say that to say is we're a big family on uh you know being advocates for ourselves yeah making sure like even craig i, I call him i call him now like hey look you know how you feeling what's going on with uh with, with your workouts how, how your legs feel how, how your heart how's your heart yeah how your knees i'm i'm always asking him you know how he's doing I'm always trying to find out, like, my sister, the same thing. I'm always 
you know, wanting to know, like anytime you go to the doctor, I want you to be like, okay, well, um, just like you said, I'm asking questions and I'm asking questions to the point of, um, you know, clarifying, you know, okay, is, is that all? Do I, do yeah. I do this? Uh, what are my other options? Because the last thing you want to do is sit up in someone's office, leave, and feel like you didn't have any say-so in the matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's very important. I'm glad that you continue to check in. And I think that for those that are listening, um, if you have a friend that's a survivor, you have a family member that's a survivor, you don't have to, you know, harp on it, but just check in. Just ask how your health is going. You know, do you need anything? You know, um, I, I surround myself around a good support system. And, you know, one of the first things that they asked me and and I don't get tired of the questions like, yo, how's your health? You know, and that's that's how you, you know, you know that people genuinely care. But it's, it's all about what they say. But just asking a simple question like that goes a, a long way. So. Show that grace. Show that grace. Um, and so. um yeah, man. Um, I, I love the support that you've been as a caregiver, a person that also gives advice, you know, like that inside scoop is definitely, definitely, definitely important. And, and so um, I just love everything that you've done and how you've embraced cancer and you have been fearless with it. You know, you've been the bigger brother, you've been the older son. And it's just amazing to see what you're even doing now. And you will go into our university's med school and do your thing. So we, I'm going to claim that for you, good brother. And so, um, you know, we always ask our guests, right, to drop those positive deposits. And, you know, for you, you've been around cancer. You've, you've helped support through cancer. And so, um, and you've uncovered it in your career, you know. So what is the, like, three positive deposits that you would give you know, to, to those that are listening to, to, to build that hope and inspiration or give them that knowledge of those nuggets to help those that may encounter someone that's going through that six letter word. Okay. Um, you know, I watched uh, Craig, other family members, even some of his friends um, as well. Cause I think one of the friends that she's really close with, one he went to school with, he, he was also diagnosed with cancer as well. Oh, yeah. I watched, I watch all of them basically take cancer and be like, nah, you know what? You you can't get the best of me. Yeah. So, you know, and even even yourself. I mean, it's, we talk, no, seriously, we talk yeah. on occasions. And you're a two-time survivor. Yes, sir. You never let cancer win. I, not the first time. I, I bet when it came back the second time, you was like, okay, well, yeah, now, nah, you know what? Not yeah. to like, like I tell, I tell Craig, this is what I tell him. I was like, you gotta understand you are a cancer survivor. So never let anyone's uh insecurities affect your confidence. Oh, that's good. That's okay, good. Get up, get up every morning and you know you be confident. Because guess what? A lot of people haven't gone down that road that, that you've gone through. So nah. if, if you're doing if you're dealing with cancer, you know, get up, be confident in it. Because cancer is just right. diagnosis. Yeah. But it does not it does not take away from you, you know, the person who you yeah. are and who, who you are meant to become. You know, I look at Craig graduating, uh, you know, getting an award from uh the president Obama. I mean, you know, <laughs> things like things That's huge, like, man. That's huge. I'm like, I'm like Craig. Man, look, come on, get up. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't spend time, you know, wallowing because you, you got a lot more to accomplish. So anyone who's diagnosed with cancer or going through cancer now, you have a lot more to accomplish. I like that. Ooh, I like more. that. You got a lot more to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, cancer, I think about it like this. You're getting treated for something that's going on with you internally, right? But that does not handcuff or affect the external reach that you could have on others. Mm. And that's 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 the way I look at that. Okay. Okay. So that'll, that'll be number one. Keep it coming, man. That was good. That was number good. Number two would be like surround surround yourself with you know other pe- other family, friends, encouragers, motivators, things and people that that'll push you, you know, to where to where you need to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing about it, if you're out of order or not what you not doing what you're supposed to do, that's what those people are there for. The kind accountability. Of, yes. Right. Yes. They, they push you like, hey, look, you know what? I know you feel like quitting, but somebody's counting on you. You may not know who it is, but somebody's looking at you. Somebody's saying, you know what? I bet he's not gonna do this today. I bet he won't do this today. I think about uh Craig walking those campuses, walking those halls of Howard University. Yeah. I, I can I can name quite a few people that be like you know what I'm you know, I'm not feeling good today I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and call you know what teacher I'm not coming to class today yeah. <laughs> call it a day but the fact that you stayed consistent the fact that you didn't miss the mark the fact that you got up and got what was yours I mean that he he didn't do it by himself but he did it with people who surrounded and grounded yeah the village and grounded village is important that village yeah. is important. Okay, yes. man, you coming with that heat today, man. man look, that heat hey, today. <laughs> when, when you deal with this and you have a, it's like a person, it's a personal beef, personal vendetta on, um, every time I see somebody who's diagnosed with cancer, right? I'm always asking like, you know what? What, what was that like? Yeah. Those words. What, what was that like? Because you look at it as be like, being like so defeating. And I'm just like, now let's, uh, let's kind of flip the narrative. Because I, I think, oh, yesterday, prime example, someone told me that we had someone diagnosed uh, with, I don't know what, what type of cancer it was, but the way I look at it, I'm like, look, are you going to get up and walk out of here today? Oh, so you are, right? you going to get up and go home, right? So if you're going to get up and do all those things, you at least have a right to get up and enjoy your life. At the end of the day, what's, what's going to happen is what's going to happen, right? Exactly. You can't do nothing. Right, so why not have a smile on your face? But change the narrative, change yeah. that channel, change that mindset. That makes you feel so much, so Keep much better. Moving. Yes, get up and enjoy your life. I don't care if it's watching your favorite show, eating your favorite meal, playing your favorite game. You know, looking at your favorite movie, whatever it is, get up and be purposefully intent on enjoying your life. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Yo, you just you just dropped a lot of gems and and I'm love I love the positive deposits you've given us. And so um, you know, if people want to reach out to you, man, people want to follow you or just ask you questions, what how can they reach you on social media? Um, if you are on social media, just tell tell the people where they can find you. They can find me on uh, on IG at uh, audio dot underscore doctor C. Uh that's probably the easiest way to contact me. Just okay. social media and uh you know, like I said, I'm always, I'm always trying to be in the know. 
I'm always trying to trying to educate myself because I don't know who I'm gonna who I'm gonna help next. Yeah. And I mean, I, but the good thing about it, if I help you, I don't want any of the credit. I don't want any of that. Yeah. It's it's not about me. It's about being able to help somebody who who didn't know. And exactly. Pay it forward. Bring the elevator down. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with I'm, you, I'm Dr. Def- Charles. Definitely not. Definitely not one of those people. You can ask. Uh, you can ask some of my students. I'm, I'm okay. One of those people. Anything I can help you with, I can. Because at the end of the day, when my when my time is up, yeah, I want to be like you know what? I had a chance to help a lot of people. I hope they do the faith, do do it in return and help a lot more people. And yeah. that's all I ask. And that's and that's all we we asking for. So you heard it, yo. Reach him on Instagram audio dot underscore c. You can find him there. He is an educator. He is a um, uh, a caregiver support system, um, big brother. You know, he's he's here to to give you that equity. If you have any questions about any medicine, yo, this is the guy to go to. And so, um, if you're tuning in, and you know you you know you can definitely hear us on all streaming platforms: uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And so, and of course, if you want to see this. You could definitely see it on our YouTube channel and um, definitely go and visit positivedeposits.org. It's a nonprofit that supports cancer survivors, caregivers, patients, families. We're doing this to spread the awareness and give the knowledge that most people won't give you, you know, and that's why I have special guests like Dr. Charles and other people come on the show and, and help transform minds to change lives. So with that being said, go to the website, visit Dr. Charles, and uh, of course, hit that donation button whenever you get a chance. It's going to a great cause. With that being said, we signing off, Dr. Charles, and, and thank you for coming on to the show tonight. Yes, sir. Appreciate it.